Thanks for tuning in to Zero's Talking Heroes, the podcast that thinks that's kind of a stupid analogy. So we're here to talk to you about the movie Bullet to the Head. My name is Joe, I've got my bullet bourbon, and I've got two friends with me, and their names are Corey. Sorry, I just took my last shot of whiskey. Bourbon, technically. The podcast is a real Casanova. And sequel. The podcast's favorite Italian food is tacos. It is just before. <sighs> Damn it. <laughs> you know, that's a real uh, a stupid analogy. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a stupid analogy. <laughs> so good night, everyone. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, before we do Bullet in the Head, Bullet to the Head, we've watched other things, I think. Hey, sequel, what'd you watch? I watched a couple of horror movies. Tis the season. So I went, um, Silence of the Lambs, I watched that the other night. So good. That's in my top ten. I love that movie so much. So I watch good. it multiple times a year. Top ten horror movies or top ten movies? Movies. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. If you classify it as a horror movie, it's probably, I probably more, do. more of a more thriller. thriller. More of a thriller, but there's a lot of tropes from horror movies. Yeah. Like the hallway that the psychopaths are in mm-hmm. and the basement that Buffalo Bill has are probably the two scariest settings in, like, movie history. It's It's really... I think the craziest, most jarring part about that hallway is that it's it's filled to the brim with, like, what you expect a psychopath to be, and then you get to the end and you get Hannibal, who, for all intents and purposes, isn't that, right? Well, he's a con- more of a controlled psychopath. Yeah, exactly. But, like, when you think psychopath, you think of what all the other people are doing, and then you get to ha- and it's just a weird juxtaposition to have, like, this really controlled, intelligent guy next to the dude who's just, like, whacking up and throwing the jizz at Jodie Foster for the fun of it. It was a weird movie, guys. Yeah. It's a good movie, though. And you gotta think of that, too. Like, Jodie Foster's character, Chloe Starling, is probably the first woman those guys have seen in, like, years. Oh, yeah. And she's just walking down there, though, eyeballing the shit out of her. It's, uh... Makes sense of what they're doing. Yeah. But it's it's just that juxtaposition that makes it real jarring. Uh, I said that already, but I'll say it again. Yes, I agree with Corey. Thanks, Joe. I've never seen the movie. You should. It's really good. One day. It is that time of the year for these seven movies. It'll be on AMC, I'm sure. Absolutely. I'm not going to watch that movie on AMC. Good call. I mean, it'll lose Goodbye Horses, probably. I feel like it was a lot. Yeah. And not that much. It's not that gory. But is it profane and gross? Mm, no. There's like I've never seen it, two scenes maybe that are like hyper profane, but the, even then they kind of the premise is more gross than what you actually see. Yeah, you see very minimal of the disgusting stuff that they're talking about. That they're right. disgusting. I've seen it so many times; it's like I'm used to it by now. Yeah, that's but. true. I mean, there's the there's the the mirror scene, the goodbye horses. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, you're. Yeah, you're not seeing. Yeah, is that the scene I know all about Tucks anyway? Yeah. Yep. Okay. You're not going to see him tuck it back. You're probably going to see him like start to dance though. Mm-hmm. Like the Macarena. What are we talking about here? I know what he's doing. It's <laughs> okay. Good. Let's move on. I also watched the uh, Blair Witch Project. I don't get it, man. I see. This is the second time I've seen it now. I put it on because it was an hour twenty. I understand it when it short came movie. out, people thought it was like real. But I remember as a kid. Like, they're marketing it as if it's real. Then, like, I see a commercial. Tomorrow, Good Morning America, the cast of Blair Witch Project. I'm like, how? <laughs> yeah, they're all supposed to be dead. <laughs> they all died. I don't understand. It's a mockumentary. I guess, and it's, it's also the fact that you don't see... You never see the Blair Witch. Anything. Like, if you want to do the whole shark from Jaws where you don't see the shark to, like, the third act, 
which is fine if you want to do it that way, but like... You better give us the payoff. The last scene, alright? I'm not... I'm spoiling a movie that's 20 years old, so... When... Cover your ears if you don't want to know. When the one guy is facing the corner, and like, you know, the the witch made people face the corner so that you didn't watch like their friends die or whatever, and then she goes down and the camera drops... This show footsteps is something walking towards like the guy in the corner or something. Something a it's, little bit. Just, yeah, they needed they needed to give us a touch and they didn't. No. Last time I watched the Blair Witch Project was about two years ago, around this time of the year mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I straight fell asleep. I got a half hour in and passed out and woke up and the credits were on. I was like, well, it's that's how good that movie was. It's a Girl and two guys walking around the woods aimlessly, bitching that they can't find their way out, and they're all mad at the girl because she just keeps filming everything. She's filming her documentary, and they're like, you're not concentrating on getting us like back to our car. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. Pretty much it. And then every time they try to like pitch a tent and sleep, they hear weird shit going on outside of their tent. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, the tent shakes, but you don't see who's shaking it. That's, that's pretty that's much the whole movie. the whole movie. You no longer need to watch the Blair Witch Project. That's well, pretty much what happens. That's what I've been watching. I zoned all of that out. Hey, Corey, what did you watch? Uh, I'm not sure if I talked about this on air yet, but I'll do it again, because it's really the only thing I've been watching. Uh, the Handmaid's Tale? You mentioned it. You did. I did mention it? I'm still watching that. Today, I also watched a couple episodes of The Office, which I've talked about innumerable amounts of time right now. I haven't really been watching anything new. My My life has been filled with weddings and... Schoolwork. Multiple? Well, yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. Got a couple more coming up. Wow. Wedding wow. season. Apparently. I never knew when wedding, wedding season seasons? was. Yeah, fall I thought, wedding it was, season. I thought it was the summer. Nope. I really think it's June. It was. It was, in fact, June. But uh, in the last five, six years, it's all been shifting to September, October because you get the warm days and the cool nights. So and you don't get the over hot days. So I guess wedding season depends on what part of the country you're in. Yeah, I think so. Like if you're in Minnesota and the only thing you get is like the warm couple weeks of August, then that is your wedding season. If you're in California, it's wedding season all year round. Pretty much, doesn't really matter at that point. But around here, it's it's all it's, it's all September October. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm letting you guys down with my what have you been watching? I missed last week and was looking forward to this. And... I I get it. I get it. Eagles distraught right now. You can't be consoled. Attaboy. That's what it's there for. I'll console you with what I've been watching. I watched like four movies. I saved two of them because sequel wasn't here. I wanted sequel to see sequel's face light up when I talked about them. I'll put my bourbon down. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, I let you down. You picked you right back up. It's a We're team, team effort. Yeah, it's a team. What we do here. here. So the first movie I watched was Molly's Game. Yay! Did you like it? Did you love it? It was phenomenal. Great, right? I think it's like now my second favorite Sorkin movie behind Moneyball. Okay. I really need to see this fucking movie. You've never seen Moneyball? No. Dude, it's so good. The other one. Oh. I've seen Moneyball. Christ sakes. I, I watched Moneyball with a bunch of high school kids good. last year. Molly's Game is really, really good. Yeah, I would I put, watch Molly's Game. I think Social Network's my number one Sorkin. But Molly Game's right up there, though. I think Social Network's number three. Yeah, I, I would probably put Social Network behind Moneyball. See Molly's Game. Get back to me. Yeah. The movie's really, really good. Maybe I'll watch all three of them. This it's kind movie. of an interesting role for Michael Sarah in that movie. Oh, he's such... You know who he's supposed to be in real life? This is what I wanted to talk about. No. Okay, so I did all the research after I watched it. It's Tobey Maguire. Is it really? Yes. Huh. Tobey Maguire was the douchebag actor. Nice. Really? Yeah. He's the one that shuts down her game. 
I'm assuming at Featured some point they him. tell you why. It's more like a like a like a macho thing. Like the reason she's getting people to show up to her game initially is because of him. Okay. And then she becomes like bigger than him. So he's being a misogynist douchebag. Pretty much. Got it. Well, it's, not, it's just like a power thing. I feel. Yeah. Which is, yeah. And we won't tell you if it works or not because you haven't seen the movie. That's right. I just saw the speech at the end though. Loved it. In in the room with the two yes, cops? Or where he just refuses yeah, to yeah. accept that. That was like, I probably rewatched that one scene about 15 times. Really? I mean, it was really good. Yeah. Like, like, you I barred s- it already? Yeah, I don't fucking see that thing. <laughs> Corey, whenever you want to come over, I'll watch it again. Right. Should uh, be on Prime pretty soon. Hope so. Because yeah. I can only watch it on my computer or I- iPad. But, uh, shit, what was it? I started watching it. At like midnight on a Saturday, and I was like, I'll just watch half, and I'll go to bed. You watched the whole day. There was thing. no <laughs> way I was stopping watching that movie. I was like, this is the biggest mistake. I wasn't even tired. It was like 2.30 in the morning when the movie ended, and I was just like, yeah. I'm going to have to try to sleep after this. <laughs> so that movie's great. Yes. Another good movie I watched was Upgrade. Nice, man. Yeah. All right. Oh, that movie's really, really good. It's it's Terminator mixed with Knight Rider, right? It's a really cool, like, kind of fresh sci-fi twist on things. Yes. I, I saw the one twist coming, but then the second twist no. at you. I was like, nope, didn't didn't see this one coming. Didn't see that twist coming yeah. at all. Um, I love the ending. Yeah, the ending is, is very unique. Yeah, I feel there could be a sequel if they wanted there to be a sequel. But it didn't make any money, so it's probably not going to be a sequel. They didn't market it well enough. No, I saw about an edit about it on, like, YouTube. I think um, I, I'd sign up for like a ten episode Netflix series though. I think there's yeah, enough. I'd watch I it. think there's enough there. Yeah. It is already on Netflix. What is Molly's game? Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's good. Good right. for you. I'm gonna rent it. Or should I just straight buy it? Is it worth the fifteen dollars? It's on Netflix. Netflix. No, I'm sorry, Amazon. Oh, I said Netflix. Well, I mean, Amazon. of course it's on Amazon. It got released. What didn't you just say? It'll be on Amazon soon. I have Prime. Prime. I don't know if you have Prime. I have Prime. Oh, like for free on Prime? Yeah, like yeah. streaming with Prime. Like you uh, like pay not, for the Prime subscription. Yeah. Oh, so the, like, like no additional cost to you <laughs> with your membership. Gotcha, yeah, no. It's not It's not there yet. <laughs> this is a weird conversation. Yeah. Upgrades. Corey, you gotta watch that one too. Yeah, upgrades man. good. Alright, I'm gonna make a list for the train this week. Anytime you want, Corey. I love the first, um, where Stem takes over for, the, for his first fight with the... I was... Phenomenal. Because at that point, I'm kind of like dozing yeah. off in the theater, because I saw that late. Like, that's back when I saw that movie pass, I had nothing to do during the night. I was kind of tired, but I was, like, out anyway. So, like, at that point, I'm like, ah, oh, this is a better pick up. And then he takes over, and I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> We're all in. Let's go. Yeah, it's a little bit of slow going in the beginning of the movie, but, yeah, once it, once it gets going, and it the- hits. The sneeze with, like, the nanobots. That was so weird. I don't think it needed to be in there, but it was, like, kind of cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> I figured, why doesn't he use that more often? Because <laughs> OP. Because Reality Stone. That's right. Nice. So, yeah, those are two really good movies. And then I watched a third phenomenal movie. It's not really phenomenal. It's called The Hurricane Heist. The Hurricane Heist. It's, Holy shit, I saw a commercial for that. It just came on Netflix. Is it on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. it is. It just got added, like... Is it fucking ridiculous? It is. <laughs> it's a movie. Man, it's it's a heist 
during a hurricane. So it's a disaster movie plus heist movie. It is not a conventionally good movie. I enjoyed watching it. So it's so bad that it's good? Oh, yeah. Nice. I'm in. I am in. It's, it stars Toby just, Kebbell from Fan Stick. I just fucking read the premise. I'm like, what? <laughs> and the girl who played Shannon from the show Lost. Nah, and no one else I know. Yeah, I didn't watch Lost. Well, then, that reference wasn't for you. And also, just quick, because it is the season, I watched The Addams Family. I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. It's actually pretty good. I like Addams Family values a lot. I've never seen... No, I've seen a tiny bit of that movie. I remember what they're... I remember Fester getting electrocuted in the tub. Do you remember the son's name? Does anybody remember the son's name? Pugsley? No, they have a baby. Oh, well, then no. Oh, that, yeah, no, I have It's no born with a mustache like Gomez has. That's so weird. And they name Oh it, my god, yes! They name it Pubert. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. I definitely remember the mustache. I didn't remember the name. But, now that you say it, Pubert. <laughs> the, that's also the one where, like, they, they get taken for all their money, right? And they end up having to live out of, like, a cheap motel for a while. That's the first one. That's the first one. Is that the first one? Second one's they Apparently go to, like, they're really similar. Like, the plots are... They were like a family reunion for the second one. Oh, that's okay. That's so they're still staying not in their house. Yeah, which is why that's I think that's why it's ringing a bell. Which is odd because like the entire show took place in their house. Yeah. So why are the movies not right? And that's what we've been watching. That was, that was a great. good one. That was a great. It's it's been a good time. it's been a while since all three of us were in the room together. Yeah, yeah. It has been. It's, it's it's a joyous occasion. It is. Uh, you know what? I'm also kind of happy that my where have I been watchings have been. Was kind of shitty because if I had had a couple where myself, where have I been watching the where train? <laughs> where where have I been watching the train? Absolutely, yeah. But if they had, if I had had like two or three movies, man, we'd still be going. Yeah, this would be a much longer podcast. That should be the name of the podcast. What have we been watching? Let's just go. <laughs> that would get even less listens than it already does. Is that possible? Cut that out, Joe. <laughs> For self-esteem, cut that out, Joe. Let's do our movie facts for Bullet to the Head, which came out in... It came out in 2013, IMDb says 2012. It does. It's weird. Netflix said 2012 as well. It yeah. did. So it's rated R, and it's one hour, 32 minutes long. This director's name is Walter Hill. I just listed a couple of the movies that he's directed, some of the more notable ones. The Warriors, Southern Comfort, Brewster's Millions, the remake with Richard Pryor, Red Heat, Another 48 Hours, Last Man Standing, and Undisputed... Wow, so a lot of older movies. Like the Warriors he, he took like a, Yeah. And he took like a seven year break between this and his like his last movie was two thousand six before this one. Wow. Must be nice to have that much money to be like, you know what, I'm not gonna work for like seven years. He's probably doing other stuff like writing he, and producing and how stuff. How old he was when he directed the Warriors now? I'm kinda curious. It's probably a young buck. Right? Twenties? On the upside. Was it was career. it one of was that his first movie? Uh it's the first notable one. There's okay. like Three before it. That okay, I've so yeah, he was definitely young. And have like less than ten thousand reviews on IMDb. So, oh, damn. Bullet to the Head stars men you may have heard of. His name is Sylvester Stallone. Also, Sung Kang, Sarah Shahi, Adewale Akinwe Agbajay, which is always a pleasure for me to say that man's name. <laughs> Christian Slater, Jason Momoa, and John Cena. Not John Cena. No. John Cena is his original partner. Yes. Yes. Who is one of the leads in Chicago PD? And sure. is also in Undisputed in the little bit part. That makes sense. Which makes sense. Yeah. Undisputed is a very good. 
underrated prison boxing movie starring Wesley Snipes. I learned that looking it up for this. It's a good movie. Probably good research for Wesley Snipes, too. Got him! Oh, and also in that movie is Michael Rooker. So, oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> we're constantly studying. Every day, we're hustling. <laughs> the budget for Bullet to the Head is somewhere between 40 and $55 million, depending on who you ask, I guess. And how much did it gross worldwide? Corey! Take a guess. 17 and a half. I'm going to say... 33. It's in the middle of you two, unsurprisingly. $22.6 million Worldwide. About $9 million domestic. It was in theaters for a hot minute. I don't remember this movie being released. I remember the previews. I remember the previews as well. I don't at all. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 46%. Yeah, it makes sense. Audience with a 39%. IMDb, well, the lowest IMDb scores I've ever seen is 5.7 out of 10. Oof. Woof. And Metacritic... Higher than you'd think, based on the other ones. 48, with a user score of 5.7. The other facts I have were, it's based on a French graphic novel, which translated means lead in the head. And Sylvester Stallone was nominated for a Razzie for Worst Actor for this and two other movies in the same year, which were Escape Plan and Grudge Match. God, oh Escape Plan was awful. Grudge Match. I like the idea behind Grudge Match, but it was really, really good. <laughs> yeah. That's him and De Niro, right? Yeah, so De Niro, like, reprising his... Well, it's not really reprising, but, like... It's Rocky versus Jake LaMotta and Raging Bull is pretty much what they're going for. Got it. So they, right. so oh, they have them yes. as, like, young boxers that had, like, two fights, and they split. And then there's supposed to be a third fight that never happened. So then years later, they're, um... Many, many years later. Many, many years later... <laughs> I think Kevin Hart is. Uh, I think Kevin Hart like is, is De Niro's. Right? Yeah, he's De Niro's agent, so okay. he gets um, like a like a fight night video game to like put Robert De Niro's old boxing character in it. So he shows up to like pose for the game, and Stallone's there, and then, <laughs> then they fight, and it goes viral. So unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> and those are the movie facts that I have. Let's uh, give you our general spoiler-free thoughts. Corey, you're up. This movie is... It's tough to pin down. It's not good. But I don't hate it either. It just... It, it just jams too many tropes that counteract each other. So it's like I start to enjoy it, and then somebody says a word, and I'm like, I wish this movie was just people shooting at each other, and nobody spoke. It would be so much better. That's my general thoughts. Sequel, give it to us. The acting in this movie is really bad. Yeah, like, really, really, really bad. And every single action movie cliche you can think of describes the plot of this movie. It is this cliche after cliche after cliche. Corrupt politician. You got you got a double cross. You got a mercenary stalker. It's, it's everything, every 80s, 90s action movie trope. It's in there. Um, yeah, I'm never going to watch this again, so... This movie was terrifically terrible, and I loved every second of it. <laughs> of course you did. I love bad movies. It's 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 a very enjoyable movie. At no point is this movie unpredictable. I saw everything coming. <laughs> there are a couple of... There's, there's like a, a bell curve, I guess, or a line graph or something for the performance in this movie. Because some of them... The writing's really bad. And I think that's what happened to this movie. Because there are some good actors in this movie, and some people give better performances than others. 
Stallone's not even the worst actor in this movie, but we'll no. get into that. So that he got the Razzie is crazy to me. But this is his most well known. I guess that's true. Yeah, I I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing at things I wasn't supposed to be laughing at, and it's just a great time. It's a terrible movie, though. From here on out, we're going to be spoiling Bullet to the Head, which is on Netflix, so you should really do yourself a favor if you like bad movies like me and check it out. Don't. Do it. If you like bad movies, it's a great time. I watched it alone and sober. I still had a great time. <laughs> but if you want to know what happens, don't want to know what happens, check it out first. And if you don't care, we're going to spoil it starting right now, so let's go, boys. Can you pick a worst actor to be yes. the narrator? <laughs> oh god! I don't remember, I don't remember the name. Na- oh, Stallone. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's well, terrible. I usually stand up for people who like make fun of Stallone's voice, so I can't, I can't understand a word that they're saying. I this, understood him. This is really, really, really bad. Like it's a you, bad choice. You can't have him doing voiceovers and and cutaway scenes, and it just doesn't work out. And I, I disagree. <laughs> you can, and it was great. <laughs> oh man. So. I, I mean, as much as I hated this movie, and I know that it's a bad movie, I'm actually, I am a little bit in Joe's camp, I didn't, I found myself being like, as bad as this movie is, it's almost enjoyable. And again, as the minute somebody opens their mouth, I'm like, okay, this is still really bad. And by the way, we can definitely name the worst actor in this movie. And it's whatever, whatever his Please name is. Please tell me it's Sun Kang. Yeah. Oh my Taylor god. Kwan. Is that Han from Fast and Furious? I think yes. the same guy. He was far and away. He is the dreadful. Worst. He might be the worst. That might. This might be one of the worst actors I've ever seen. I like. To, I would like to think that he's better in other things. I've never really watched. I've only seen like the the first Fast and the Furious movie, so I don't even think he's in that one. He's in like two of them or three of them. I think he's in three or four of them. I think his first his first one's Tokyo Drift. Though, yes. so it's like Tokyo Drift, and then the ones past it. Right. Because what's his name? Like, at the end of Tokyo Drift, he ends up having to race Vin Diesel, and that's what brings him back into the fold. The blah, blah, blah. Black. Sure. Races Vin Diesel, because Han dies. Uh, uh, yeah, right? Han dies in Tokyo Drift. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. So. But he is the worst actor Terrible. in this movie. He is so bad. And the worst, the worst of it, and nothing, I should say, nothing punctuated how bad his acting was in this movie, then at the end, after all, everything's happened, Stallone has done his, like, exit monologue or whatever, and he walks in and is like, I'm here to tell you two things. I got to know your, I got to know your, your daughter. She was in the hospital with me. You got to know her real well? Yeah, real well. Okay. And, I'm not going to... If you do something bad again, I'm going to take you in. I don't... I I think he, he portrayed the biggest bitch cop I have ever seen in yep. my life. I want this cop to pull me over. Like, I want this exact cop to pull me over so I can be like, nah, you're not going to give me a ticket. And he'd probably be like, well, I mean, just... Right, well, don't do it again, all right? Yeah, no problem, officer. And then I would just drive away. The fact that his character is so surprised every time Stallone kills somebody. Oh, my God. How many times are we going to see that scene play out? Enough. <laughs> about five times. If, I, if, I, if my math is right, I think yeah. it happened about five times in the movie. Oh, that's just not that good. Maybe we jumped immediately to the end of the movie. Just, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm going to tell you a couple of things. He tells them one thing. Yep. Yeah. No, he doesn't. That's, that's, <sighs> I got to know your daughter real well. And if you break the law again, I'm taking you down. Well, the first thing he tells him is, I got my first tattoo. 
Yeah. What's a tattoo? Yeah, I, I really know. want to know. I want to know. I want to be Stallone's face. See, here's the thing. I, I, it was, I think that may have been the, f- the first thing in this movie that I didn't predict perfectly. Because I expected him to say, I'm get like, I'm marrying your daughter. That's what I thought he was going to, it, it basically does. I guess. It's just the worst way. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that was, that was... And yes, Joe, we did skip to the end of the movie. All right, let's rewind the tape. Sure. We, we can quit in Tarantino this. <laughs> they, they did kind of. They did like halfway through the movie. That's how it opens. I don't usually save cops. Yeah. But here's how it happened. Yeah. yeah. This movie... Okay. You don't need that. What this movie reminds me most of... I've never seen the movie, but I played the video game. It's like a really bad version of Max Payne. That, that's okay. okay. Max Payne is a really horrendous movie. I've never seen it. I've just I played the Mark, game. Mark I, the game is decent. It, it ha- yes, it has the. I played the game too. The game's game is a lot of fun. Yeah. Except with the, I don't know. The game's a little more supernatural. It just Stallone, yeah. Stallone's the style. Uh, narration reminds me oh, of man. like watching Max Payne, but real bad and real funny. <laughs> By the way, they also couldn't keep the consistency between the narration and what. What the cop? I don't even know what his name is and what the character's name is in this movie. Taylor Quan. Is that is that the character's name? Taylor Quan. Like his partner, basically, like yeah. the the main cop. Yeah, yeah. Taylor Quan. I think it's Taylor Quan. Okay, we'll call him Quan. That's fine. The amount of times that Stallone says he was convicted, the amount of times that Quan says he was convicted is different amounts of times. Was it? I know yeah. Stallone said he was arrested twenty six times, went to trial four times, and convicted twice. Right. Oh, no, I thought it was went to trial seven times, convicted four times. I was convicted twice. Oh, never mind, then it was the same. Okay. Okay. I, th- I could have sworn, uh, maybe it was four trials then, but I could have swore he said he went to prison four times. I was like, how are you going to fuck that up? Can you just flip back a few pages and double check to make sure you did that right? I love the young Stallone mugshots, which I assume are from other movies. I'm assuming they're just other pictures of Stallone, Stallone and they just photoshopped them. <laughs> they photoshopped the, uh, the thing on it. Yeah. His name is Jimmy Bobo. Right. Jimmy Bobo. <laughs> well, that's got to be out of the graphic novel, right? I hope so. I really hope so. I really... I loved... I lost my shit. I was like, he's what? <laughs> you Jimmy don't look Bobo? At, you don't look at Stallone and think Jimmy Bobo. That's for fuck sure. So, opening scene where they're, like, going after that guy in his hotel room having a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of in. I, I feel like this is going to be... So, this is going to be a lot of fun. And then the, um... The premise of this movie is really cool. Yeah. At first. Yeah, at, at first. first. And then it really goes off the rails. I guess when he... They I tri- thought the hooker was his daughter at first. But then it turns out that it's not his daughter. But she just happens to have a tattoo that reminds him, him of his daughter. Of his daughter. Like, like, I thought the tattoo was going to tie in to be like some kind of like triad yes, of mafia gang or something. Yeah, that he's like, you I don't thought. mess with the Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> She's a she's a panther hooker, so you can't you can't kill a panther hooker. You knew as so it was off screen. You knew he didn't shoot the hooker. I didn't need him to say three seconds later. I didn't kill the hooker. I it's, want it's you should lay low for a little while. <laughs> I didn't kill the hooker. Oh, that's probably fine. <laughs> I wanted that to come up like I don't know. 15, 20 minutes later, like, why are people after us? Oh, I didn't kill the hooker. Well, it can't be 15, 20 minutes after, because that fucker dies the next fucking scene. Exactly, but they should have prolonged it. Yeah. And the hooker didn't even set them up. No. 
That has no bearing on the story whatsoever. No. Nothing. Nothing had, <laughs> nothing had any bearing on the story whatsoever. Except for Taylor Kwan, like, analyzing him in the car. Like, you probably didn't shoot her because she had the same tattoo, tattoo as your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, like they were... Did we ever see the hooker again? I can't remember. No. no. Yeah. Like, in the station. In the yeah, station. in the station. But after that, no. And, and she, does exactly, she does exactly what he says she's going to do. Yeah. He, they were like, oh, he came in to kill him. I, I didn't get a good, good look at him. Yeah, you did, bitch. You got it. Yeah, like, 25 seconds. You talked to him. So, Stallone was right. So, I mean, hooray for Stallone, knowing how to do his job. Jimmy Bobo is a sage. Yeah, because they were they were just, I don't know. I My biggest problem with the premise of the movie is that you hire professional hitmen to go in and kill a guy specifically so that it can't get tied back to you because their job is to not let it get tied back to you. Right? Like, that's why you hire hitmen. So then to go and try to kill the professional hitmen that you just hired just starts a chain of you killing your own hitmen. True. And that's what he was all about in the first place, because he wants to kill everyone. Do you like Jason Momoa in this? I thought he was fine. I think he... Either him or Christian Slater is the best actor in this movie, like, performance-wise. I think it's Jason Momoa. I love Christian Slater. Like, I'll watch him in anything. (laughs) I don't mind Christian Slater. I don't like his final scene. No, but that's not his fault. I know it's not, but it's really bad writing. I really like Jason Momoa's final scene, to be honest. With no, you. Jason Momoa's final scene is pretty shitty too. I actually really like his final scene. I, I like the lead up to the final scene. I, I hate that axe battle. I'll say it. I All right. fucking hate Let, that axe well, battle. Better to lead here. It's best my favorite scene of the movie. It's not mine, until, but it, I enjoyed it until the end. Until the axe in the foot, and then he gets out of it, and then he gets shot in the head. That ruined it for me. Well, I mean, you fucking took that massive switchblade, shoved it into the jugular, and opened it. Yeah. And then he pulls it out, and he's like, I'm still gonna kill you. I'm like, nah, bruh. You literally... They even showed you the blood squirting out from the jugular. Spray style, like, and killed Yeah. Them. But he's Aquaman. <laughs> he's Kyle Drago. He's Kyle Drago, yeah. is what he is. Yo, so, like... That's true, he wasn't Aquaman yet. I guess the, the switchblade is kind of what kills it for me, because they're... They're having an honorable fight at that point. It's like, you, I have my axe, you have your axe. I wanted, it's best versus best. I just want to see what you got. And then he cheats. I don't like that. But the Switchblade has to be come into play because they've been foreshadowing it this entire time. Understood. but And that's the problem. That yeah. was Louis' lucky Switchblade, or unlucky Switchblade, depending on how you want to look at it. Who you ask. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I would have liked... I think that the... The knife... Okay, so here's the thing. I think that that fight would have been better if it had actually just been a straight fight. No axes involved. Just them kicking the ever-loving shit out of each other. I thought that's what they were going to do when, he, when so he takes too. his gun out and he, like, shoots yeah. the they, bullets they, and just And that's the thing. Away. And then he pulls the axe out and I was like, I wish you hadn't done that. See, I've seen Rocky V. So, I've I don't also seen Rocky V. <laughs> yeah, so have I. That's fair. <laughs> a fair critique, actually. I think someone was like, nah, I found the bare knuckles. <laughs> Is this movie better than Rocky V? I liked it a lot more than Rocky V. Yes, I will say, yes. say yes. I enjoyed I watching it yes. way more than Rocky V. It didn't murder or attempt to murder a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> it attempted to bloom one. Probably unsuccessfully. Probably? Uh, I'm going to say definitely. Rocky Five does have... It's been five years we haven't heard from it. It made $9 million. Yeah, it's probably dead. Rocky Five does have child Kevin Connolly in it, though. So, I don't know. It's close. 
So what Sequel talked about up at the top with every cliche and trope. Oh my goodness. It's if you want to make if they had picked a series of cliches and just stuck with them, I think this movie's infinitely better. But they just any and all of them, even if they don't make sense in conjunction with one another, is shoehorned in. So you have like this reluctant old guy and like young gun kind of partnering with a little bit of Overt racism. Kind of. A little bit? A little bit. So much. There's a lot of overt racism <laughs> in this. But, like, and then... So, like, they start being partners, and then it turns back into the cop-bad guy dynamic that, like, they need to work together, and then they're partners again, and then it's the cop... Like, pick one and go with it. Well, let's start from the top. A hitman team. Yes. Right? An old guy and a younger guy. Sure. Younger guy is little uh, gets killed for whatever reason. Whatever, Stallone is your star. You know, the young guy's not going to make it that, that far. You have a mercenary. All these movies have mercenaries now. So it's going to be Stallone versus the mercenary at some point. But it's a mercenary who doesn't care about money. Okay. It's important to drive that home <laughs> because every movie does it now. You also have... Yeah, they do it for the fun. A corrupt politician. Yes. I can name 30 action movies with corrupt politicians. Yep. You also have... The main character having a strange relationship with his daughter. You also have a <laughs> a cop that needs to use your hero anti hero and work with him in a way to like they have to overcome their differences because they're going after the same common goal. Mm-hmm. And you know he's going to form a relationship with the with the estranged daughter. You just yeah. know it. It just they throw it in your face. Yeah. The, this they, is going to happen. The minute the minute that you just see. Her in the tub with no context. I was like, "Oh, they're gonna." That's a love interest. Least favorite scene in the movie. If I knew before then. Like, right. Really? But, that's yes. your least favorite. That's scene? my least favorite scene in the movie. And I Matt, enjoyed it for different reasons. I know, and if Matt was here, it probably hit me. But <laughs> it's just such an unnecessary scene. I, I thought man. it was completely a hundred percent. That's that's why I think you could things this movie wanted to earn its R rating with. I guess, but like it, it earned it on its own. Maybe I don't know. They gave her more money to do it. It was I don't know. It was the moment. It was flash flash moment of her in the tub. Weird choice, but okay, whatever. Maybe, you know, and then they pull up the towels. I'm like, okay, so they're going to have him walk in and she's going to be in the towel and be like, oh my god, what are you doing here? But they do it weird. Like, well, they do it weird because they flash back to her and she's doing this thing, like, she's thinking philosophically with her pencil before she draws another, like, scale on the koi fish. I'm like, she's a tattoo artist. Yeah, so she's drawing a koi fish, which makes perfect sense. That's fine. But here's the thing so they show her in the tub, you don't see anything really, she's kind of covered up. Then they show her walking away with the towel, and they show a shot of her ass. Okay, fine. And then, I'm thinking she has a towel, she's going to startle her, so we'll drop the towel, but we won't see anything, we'll just see, like, facial reactions. But then they kind of show everything, like, really quickly. Yeah. I don't know why. It's, it's tasteful, I guess. Maybe that was, like, in her clothes. She's like, okay, but it's going to be really quick, and we're not going to focus on it. See, I figured it'd be, like, they show the back, and maybe, then, like, this facial reaction. I think that they would show anything else. And I just didn't think it, was, it had to be there. No. And he also is really bad in that the rest of that scene. He's bad in every scene. I know he is. He's but terrible. Like, but like, I think that may have been the moment, that that scene, that interaction, may have been the moment I was like, oh shit, he's actually really bad. You can make it a more comical scene, too, if you put Stallone in the room as well. Oh, yeah. But they choose not to. He just waits outside. Yeah, they choose to not make it funny. They choose to make it... 
weird. Because <laughs> that, uh, that would be yeah. hysterical if Stallone's, Stallone's in there and just doesn't think anything of it. Yeah, and he catches Quan checking out his daughter. That would have been, okay, yeah. alright, it's the obvious joke, but it's a joke nonetheless. Yeah. Instead, they go for... They still go for that joke, but in a much worse way back yes. in the car. Mm-hmm. Don't even don't even go there. Go where? There. Oh, there. Oh, yeah. The magical there. He, well, he, he's, you know, he figured it out. I mean, that scene aside, I think she's the third best actor in this movie. I agree. She's not sure. particularly bad. No, I think she's perfectly fine. She, I think She's I, better than Dad. Yep. Mr. Bobo. <laughs> And uh, Quan for sure, definitely. And so wait, we're saying that it's Momoa, Slater, her. I I, I, I could swap Slater and Momoa yeah, that's, that's on, a, on a dime. It could be either one of those, one and two, and then she's a very close third. Yeah, I don't know. Just because of screen time. See, I think like Momoa is like ascending. I think he's going to be huge, and like Slater is like on the definitely on like the downward end of his career. Slater's about to start doing Archer. Pretty much, so like, and Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot, yeah. I want to give it to Slater for that reason. Okay. He deserves one more. Slater needs his moment to suck here. Yeah, Might as well I mean, both to the head. All you guys, I'm I'm sticking to my guns. I think I like Momoa's role yeah. better. And again, I think it might it might just come down to the, and it's not his fault by any means, but the bullshit interrogation scene. That is my least favorite moment in this movie. I hated. That interrogation scene. That's a, another action cliche, huh? It's another action cliche. Torture a guy for information. But like, it's. Well, I mean that. Whatever. Yes, I mean, but just just the just the combination of the good cop. They do a good cop bad cop routine, and the good cops doesn't work. So the myth, it's the classic. I'm not going to tell you anything. One fucking butt to the chest, and you fucking start squealing. Like, come on, bro, like... Well, I guess it shows how much of a wuss he is, right? I guess... Because he has to hire everybody to do his, like... Yeah, yeah. Commit his crimes for him. They have the whole thing beforehand where Quan is explaining to Jimmy Bobo that... <laughs> you just love saying Jimmy Bobo. I, I do! It's so stupid! He's explaining that it's like it's like music or like a dance... To get somebody, you gotta you gotta establish yeah, comfort, find, find and the it, rhythm, and he doesn't do that at all. <laughs> he just immediately goes into questioning him, and Christian Slater's just like, "Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go this with you," even though he totally heard him explaining exactly what was going to happen. <laughs> it's very poorly done, and I loved it. I think one of the few moments of dialogue that I actually enjoyed was shortly after that scene when. Stallone is like, I bet you're wondering why I have my safe house wired. And Quan just cuts him off and is like, probably because you're a hitman with paranoia issues. You're a criminal. <laughs> with paranoia, like with paranoia. And then Stallone just does this. Sorry for those that are listening, because this is an audio medium. He just has his hand on the wheel and shrugs. Like, pretty much. And then they fucking cut to the next scene. Short, sweet, loved it. Nailed it. He's also got his car wired up. Jimmy Bobo doesn't mess around. He doesn't. James Bonomo does not mess around. The names the names actually confuse me a bunch. It's the same I, person. No, no, I know, but like the 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 hit the guy who officially hired Jimmy Bobo. <laughs> the, the guy that they that he kills in the, the politician? Uh, no. 
Christian Slater? Nope. Further down, the 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 redneck that hired. Oh, him. the guy in the bathhouse. The guy in the bathhouse, Ronnie Earl. Yeah, he's the middleman. Yeah, yeah. Ronnie Earl. They're just the way that they were just like spouting off names like we had known, like these are known established characters. Well, they've been talking about him the whole time. Like since he's in the bar with Louie, he's like, I hate that redneck. I, <laughs> I just hate him. It's like, oh, he's in some bathhouse, and oh, I got it. Know it well. Why still? Why Jimmy Bobo? <laughs> Bathhouses. Uh, one thing that bothered me is I we're drinking it now. Bullet Burn is pretty well known. It's very, very easy to find. Yeah. Yes. And the fact a single, I'm pretty sure they got their funding from Bullet Bourbon because they do the whole thing about him not being able to find it. He brings it into a bar, and then when Quan's getting the bullet taken out of him, that's the bottle of bourbon she hands him. I'm pretty yes. sure Bullet Fern funded this movie. I mean, the word bullet is in the title of this movie. Right. I'm half I'm half surprised they didn't spell bullet like bullet bourbon. Yeah. It's it spelled lit differently. It's just maybe in France they do. Funny to me because, like, I thought people that saw this movie have no idea what bullet bourbon is. think, oh, they made up a whiskey for the movie. But, like, no, it's a pretty well-known thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I can go down to you sure can. half the bars around here and get a glass, right? I would say that... Okay, but here's the thing. I don't know when it happened... But there was a moment in the la- over the, la- the course of the last, like, four to five years, so right around the time this movie came out, where I actually didn't even know what Bullet was. Like, I couldn't go into a bar and find Bullet. But since... Bullet blew up recently. It blew up. It just blew it's up. It's become, and like, an ingredient everywhere. menu items and stuff. Don't yeah. tell me it's because of this, though. It no, can't be. Can't. No one saw this movie. Yeah. Bullet but I think, but I, but this this was stage one of their marketing campaign. I think it stage was stage two was you know good choice. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bullet just had its hands in a lot of different types of marketing. One of which was like this movie. They were like, oh, it's a Stallone movie. People are gonna fucking love this movie. Inherently, people are gonna flock to this because it's got Stallone in it. That's not the case. I don't think that's been the case since like. Yep. 94? Listen, I didn't say it was a good choice. I'm simply saying that I bet that's what that market person That's an interesting question. I mean, it's got... Stallone has his loyal fans. Yeah, but when did Stallone lose, like, his, like, A-list appeal? I don't know when he had A-list appeal. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just saying I don't know the period of time where he did have A-list appeal. So, like, the first three Rocky movies in Rambo all came out around, like, in, like, the same, like, seven-year period. He was probably the number one actor in the world at that point. That makes sense. Money-wise, because those movies made a ton of money, and Rambo was like kind of like revolutionized the action genre at that point. I, I, I think like that's after since then, since that seven-year period, it's just been a slow, gradual decline. I mean, when Expendables came out, I feel like he had a pretty decent upswing, like a little resurgence. He, did, he started yeah, he being did in a, a lot of things. He did have a nice little resurgence after Expendables, and I don't know that it's him. I think people were just like, "Holy shit, this cast!" And then they were like. Huh? Yeah, but he Stallone is pretty good in this. He's a he's a draw. Yeah, yeah he, 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 draw. he headlined the, uh, yeah. the Expendables cast. Yeah, he write it like, of course he did. Considering he's like the main character, yeah, right. If you, or if, the mainest character, yeah. If someone says like '80s action star, the first name I would think of is Arnold. Arnold. Or like Stallone's like right there. I think I think Arnold and Stallone. Yeah. I agree. So the final uh, countdown. Uh, the final third of this movie, when it turned, when it does just, when it stops trying to do anything and just turns into a big dumb action movie, is 
actually pretty good. The action is really the high point of this movie. It's oh, not yeah, it's yeah. not amazingly done, but it it's is good enough. It's, confident. It's, yeah, it's enough. It's a confident it's, yeah. Yeah. action scenes. And the, and that third that last third when they're in the burnt down house that's gonna get turned into a fucking supermarket or whatever. Condominiums. No, I think he says doesn't Momoa say supermarket? It used to be a supermarket. They saved it, right? I thought it was it used to I don't know, maybe. They're turning it into condominiums. They're that's oh. that's yeah. what Agba J says on the phone to person. Gotcha. God, I fucking hate that plot too. All of this over some turning a bunch of abandoned It's real estate. Dilapidated building into fucking condos. Real estate. I, I get it. I yo, it's fine <laughs> if it's always real estate, but like I hate that particular trope in the real in it always being real estate. It's always these shitty abandoned buildings. Like who gives a flying fuck if they will put condos there? They're not doing anything with it anyways. Let the man build a goddamn condo. Right, but he's got to like acquire the land lawfully. I guess. Was, but I don't <laughs> think a man that rich should have that big of an issue acquiring land lawfully. Maybe, I don't know. Well, they had that, uh... But what's in that file, guys? Maybe, maybe what... Yeah, we don't know. We never, never find out. No, oh, we, was... have, we have no idea. And it's in the USB drive that's formatted like the stupidest thing in the world. Because uh... no computer runs like that. <laughs> no. Uh, the... So the evidence... The evidence file is evidence against Baptiste. No. I think it is. Oh, no, it's right. a, it, no, Baptiste, the, is... Baptiste is Christian Slater. Yes. The evidence is against uh, the lawyer, right? The black guy. Yeah, yeah. Agba J. Yeah. I don't remember. What oh, his name oh, is. I'm sorry. I the thought evi- no. The evidence is against him. That's why he's so dead set on acquiring it, and then he burns it in the one scene. Right. He's worried about the flash drive. Like Baptiste is just the lawyer. He's like. Yeah, but I thought that I thought that was. Ain't. I know, I know, but I thought that the the evidence was against Baptiste. No. And that's how. Okay, whatever. That's fine. It's inconsequential. It is. Morel? Morel. That's his... Or Moral, which is ironic. It's an M-O-R-E-L. Who? Uh, Agba J. The... Okay. The guy... The... The The South African... The ringleader. Yeah. Yeah. And then he uses cell... He finds cell phone footage, or he makes cell phone footage that we don't ever know whether or not it gets used or if it survives. It's inconsequential. It's so inconsequential. (laughs) Most of this movie is inconsequential. The defense rests. (laughs) It's, uh... So, favorite, least favorite for you guys? Yeah. Favorite, least favorite. I did mine. Which one was yours? Just remind me. Favorite was the first part of the axe fight. Gotcha. Least favorite was the unnecessary nude scene. My favorite is Jimmy bringing in his own bottle of bourbon to the (laughs) bar and then renting a glass because it was so clearly product placement. (laughs) I I also think that's... I have to think that that's one of the giest things a fucking guy could do. If he walks in... Let's say it wasn't bullet. Let's say it wasn't actual hard. bullet bourbon. Well, I do. <laughs> but like, let's say it was like here's twenty bucks to rent the glass. But like, yeah, let's say it wasn't bullet bourbon and some like actual like impossible to find. Pappy Van Winkle. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What does what Pappy Van Van Winkle go for? Isn't it like a nine, lot? It's like hundred fifty dollars a, a shot. I think it's more than that. I'm going with the Pappy Van Winkle. I know it's a little yeah. pricey, but. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, guys, guys. No, not us. <laughs> um, the internship. Who had a problem with that, with that movie? What? Which one of our listeners had a problem with that movie? That was Mr. Urkham? Mr. Urkham. That's right. Come on, Urkham. It's, I'm not going to apologize for me liking no. that movie. It's better than Shape of Water. <laughs> it's, it's different than The Shape of Water. <laughs> we've, had, we've, we've been down this road before. Uh, 
Favorite, least favorite. So my favorite scene is that last final action sequence in that abandoned building, including the axe fight. I didn't love the axe fight. I wish it was hand-to-hand, but I I understand why people would really enjoy that. Uh, And my least favorite scene, that fucking bathtub scene has to be the worst scene in this movie. No, it's not. It's gotta be the worst. At least it had a redeeming quality. Although the least, my least favorite scene is kind of in the same vein. Had all the gratuitous nudity you could ever need, and it's the costume party. That scene serves zero purpose. No, no purpose. <laughs> that scene serves to show that this guy hosts the same type of parties that you found in Eyes Wide Shut. This was an Eyes Wide... That fucking But why scene does that matter? Pulled That scene was pulled directly from Eyes Wide Shut. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Rich guy, masquerade party, naked girls all over the place. It was a cheap man's Louisiana version of the Eyes Wide Shut party. And they all know who each other are, even with the mask on. I don't understand the point of this. Yeah. It's it's a dumb, very, very dumb scene. That is bad. And That's then he fair. just like, I'm going to piss in his glass. <laughs> and then he gets taken out of the bathroom, and no one seems to care or notice. And then Jason Momoa gets yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> Does Jason Momoa overhear him saying that they're going to terminate him? I don't think so. They just cut to his face. They cut to his face. He's not within earshot. Okay. That's what I was really confused. I didn't know if he was within earshot, and that's what... I don't think he is. Okay, well, they they don't make it clear if he is or not. So let's... let's There are a lot of dumb cuts in this movie to things that are completely irrelevant to what's happening in the scene. It's true. At one point when they flashed, I was like, he doesn't look like he's anywhere near there. But let's, like... I almost worked under the assumption that he was within earshot. Impossible. Which, which is, explains why he decided to just fucking go rogue and shoot everybody else in that fucking room. 250 That's what you paid me. Oh, now you care about money? I don't understand. It's a, it's a level of respect. It's not actually the money. I think. Probably. Based on what I know about this terrible characterization. Well, and then the morale or moral, whatever his name is, yeah, sure. opened that conversation with, you don't have any chips to bargain with. And then the minute that he left the room, it was like, ah, he was bargaining from a position of strength. <laughs> uh, which one is it there? Which one is it there, Guy Stevenson? You don't tell the guy you're bargaining with that he has <laughs> chips. I get it, but like... That's 101 in economics or hitman hiring, whatever this is trying to teach me. Oh, fair. <laughs> Call Joe for all your hitmaning needs. You can take this part out. I'm gonna let it go to voicemail. <sighs> Apparently, the, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers' new mascot's been all over Gritty! Gritty! Gritty is a goddamn abomination. He's gonna die. He's a goddamn national treasure. You shut your mouth. <laughs> He's gonna die. <laughs> well, Gritty can... Gritty's like Duff Man. Gritty can never die. <laughs> Only actors who play Gritty. <laughs> uh, people are saying, oh, the Philly Fanatics do it okay. But like, yeah, I don't... Baseball crowd, hockey crowd. The Philly Fanatic is like... Part of the social consciousness of Philadelphia. Gritty is just some weird orange looking fucking knockoff. It's fucking awful. Sounds right. Joe, keep that in. Keep that in. I want I want I, I want to edit a lot know. of this out. I want Camden to know what how I feel. I remember going to an Islander game. Islander's mascot is Sparky the Dragon. And I was sitting behind I like, saw that. Yeah. Wait, was, wait, wait, wait. Their mascot is Sparky the Dragon? Correct. Well their their mascot clearly can't be a fucking island. So their mascot Sparky the Dragon. The reason behind it is because when the Arena Football League was still a thing, and there was the New York Dragons, they played at the Coliseum. So they just used the dragon as the mascot for all the teams played there. Whatever we like Sparky, he's fine. Anyway, I'm sitting behind like three fifty year old guys 
very inebriated. Sparky comes walking down the aisle. And then they're like, hey, it's Sparky. Then one looks at the other and goes, let's go beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Big smiles on their face. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. It sounds like, it sounds like how people describe Philadelphia crowds. Uh, I was definitely going to say, let's beat him up. They did kick the shit out of him. But they just, they thought about it. <laughs> they did. They definitely did. <laughs> Alright, Joe. Take us home. Ugh, I am home. <laughs> And that's going to do it for our review of Bullet to the Head. What we do now is give each movie that we review a rating on the Infinity Stone scale from 1 to 6. 1 is the low end, 6 is the high end. If you give a movie 6, you can also give it an Infinity Gauntlet for the highest honors possible. Don't foresee that happening for Bullet to the Head. Not for me. (laughs) (laughs) And let's hear what you have to say, sequel. Give us your rating. I think of two stones. It doesn't have the rewatchability factor. I didn't enjoy the badness like you both did. Um, if I want to watch a bad, so, so bad it's good Stallone, I'll put on like Over the Top or Demolition Man or Judge Dredd. <laughs> <laughs> this one just didn't do it for me. You can't have him as a narrator. Just no. Shut it off. I would have shut it off immediately if this, if I didn't, wasn't contractually obligated to finish it for this podcast. So. Sure you are. Two stones it is. Thank you for powering through that. Had to. Corey, what are you going to give it? Uh, it I, despite how uh, enjoyable those certain few moments were, the acting in this movie is so pathetically disastrous that I have no intention of ever turning this movie back on again. I'm glad I, I am not worse off for having seen it. But I have no intention of even conceivably watching this again. If I was in a party with a bunch of people and they were like, hey, we're going to put on Bullet to the Head, I'd be like, I'll have more fun sleeping at home and leave the party. This also gets two stones from me. If I go to a party and they're putting on Bullet to the Head, I'm high-fiving the person in charge of that decision (laughs) and then drinking more beer and enjoying this movie. There you go. Like, technically sound, this movie is not. Like, from that standpoint, it deserves probably one stone. But I'm going to give it two stones also, just because of the sheer amount of joy it gave me. I got so many laughs that I'm sure were unintentional, because this movie tries to be funny and fails at every time. The things that they did, I guess unintentionally funny, were amazing. So thank you so much for that, Walter Hill. I'm glad you don't direct movies anymore, I think. (laughs) But then again, I love bad movies. So yeah, two stones for this. Would definitely watch again. With anyone. (laughs) Let's go, fans. That's going to do it for Bullet to the Head for us. If you want to let us know, if you actually sat through Bullet to the Head, first of all, thank you. Second of all, you're welcome. Third of all, send us an email about it to zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. Boom. Like a bullet to the head. (laughs) Nailed it. You can also find us on Twitter if you just want to tweet at us how upset you were that we made you watch Bullet to the Head. You can do that at zthpodcast. If you have a bottle of Bullet Bourbon at your house... Please take a picture and send it to us on Instagram, also at ZTH Podcast. We're on Facebook. I'm sure there's an ad for Bullet Bourbon on Facebook. Facebook.com slash ZTH Podcast. Or search for us in Facebook, Zero's Talking Heroes. And if you could do us a huge, huge favor, despite having watched this movie, maybe, go into iTunes or your podcasting app or whatever it is you use to download us and give us a five-star rating to just bump us up there, let people know about the show, and, you know, if you want to leave a review, it's totally optional, but if you do, just let us know your favorite type of bourbon. Why not? Sure. Could be Bullet. Can you find it? it. 
And if you just don't want to do that, if you can't be bothered or you're one of those people who just downloads the, the website or streams or something and can't give us a review, just tell people about the show. Bring them in. The more the merrier. That's it. And hopefully they'll enjoy our next show. And you'll enjoy our next show because we're doing Venom at long last. We might have a triumphant return next week. Fingers crossed. I'm pretty excited about it. There's a decent chance we have a return of somebody you may know. Somebody you used to know. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Gautier? Gautier? Uh, yeah, Gautier. Nice. <laughs> somebody that you used to know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be him. No, it's not going to be him. <laughs> no. He's way too famous for us. Or is he just famous enough for us? Or it could be him. <laughs> it could be. If if you want to potentially see, listen to him, tune in to our Venom episode, but it probably won't be him. <laughs> but it could be. <laughs> but it could be. <laughs> Never give up hope. It's not him. Trust your instincts. It's not, definitely not him, 100%. We didn't even ask. <laughs> I, 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 I still might. That was a good bit. <laughs> still time. Still time. Yeah, we, are you tired of this bit yet? Nope. You didn't turn this off yet? Cool. So cool. join us next time for Venom. Are we doing a poll? I already didn't ask the poll. I'll put up the poll okay. after this. Put up the poll. We did Put up the it? poll. We did like weeks ago and I forgot. Oh, okay, cool. Because whatever. Yeah, you know. So thank you for joining us for this review of Bullet to the Head. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. They might have. On behalf of everyone else, it's my job to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie. Bullet to the Head is probably like that guy, Sun Kang's favorite movie. He enjoyed acting in it. Good night, everyone.